Are you struggling to find your way in our current sexual culture? You are not alone. It is a challenge to stand up for your principles on this ever-shifting ground, and we at Canavox are here to help you catch your balance. Dear Katie is a project of Canavox, an international movement for marriage founded and led by mothers. I'm Katie, and today is episode 39 of the Dear Katie podcast, My Kid Wants to Transition, where we talk about how to avoid extremes and listen with compassion. Yvette writes, Dear Katie, my daughter is 13 and has never struggled with being a girl, but last year two of her school friends decided to transition, and now my daughter says that she's always been a boy. This seems to have come out of the blue. What should I do? Thanks, Yvette. Okay, I hear you. This isn't just something you read about anymore. It's touching more and more people's lives. So, I'm going to give you an answer based on good parenting principles in general and trying to avoid some extremes. Because beyond that, there's not many clear answers as to what you should do. A lot depends on your daughter's specific circumstances And some depends on the outcome of experimental treatments going on in the field of psychology. Right now, experts and professionals, they only have hypotheses or educated guesses about what the right thing might be to help children with gender dysphoria. But since there's no long-term studies on what methods really work and which ones do more harm than good, there's no scholarly consensus. So... If anyone confidently tells you that they know exactly how to achieve a happy outcome for your daughter, run the other way. Be wary of experts who quickly push unproven hormonal treatments that would radically alter her development. So let's start by flagging some extremes to avoid. The first would be an authoritarian extreme, where you, the parent, swoop in with a take-no-prisoners kind of attitude and demand swift changes to her life overnight. That is a surefire way to alienate your daughter from you and possibly trigger a deeper rebellion. The other is the permissive extreme in which her feelings rule the day. This extreme requires that you suppress your instincts and judgment about what's safe for her body so as to go along with her feelings and the agendas of some people out there. That's the way to lock her into gender nonconformity for life. Good parenting remembers, first and foremost, that all children, especially and including our kids with gender identity issues, are precious and beautiful and impressionable. And we need to show them compassion and work with their freedom. So, here's a middle-of-the-road approach. First, Accept the reality. As the parent, it's important to accept the fact that gender confusion is currently part of her life. It may be tempting to just ignore this because it upsets you, but refusing to acknowledge or address it will only add to the suffering. Second, listen. Ask her about why she wants to transition. Talk to her about her struggles. Ask her questions with compassion and listen to her answers there's a good chance that you'll be able to pinpoint something specific. For example, let's say that she tells you she hates her breasts. When she does voice her specific struggle, repeat what she said back to her with compassion. Okay, I see. 
you don't like your breasts. Third, empathize. Don't challenge her feelings. The wrong thing to do here is to try to change her mind by saying something like, oh, but your breasts are beautiful, or one day they'll serve a wonderful purpose. Right now, these sentiments are going to make her feel like you don't understand her, and she isn't going to trust whatever advice you give. Right now, these statements are going to make her feel like you don't understand her, and she isn't going to trust whatever advice you give. Instead, say something like, I see, you don't like your breasts. The way they look bothers you. They get in the way, and they feel heavy. That must be hard. I get it. That's why you want to bind your chest. I understand. Fourth, look for solutions together. Only after you've established a base level of understanding and trust, explore solutions together. This shows her that you are on the same team. While you should not confront her feelings, you should confront harmful behaviors and try to think of alternative solutions that don't harm her. For example, if she's binding her breasts, you can say, can we try to find a solution that won't constrict your breathing or hurt your ribs? Can we go buy some baggy shirts so you don't feel like everyone is staring at your breasts? Or maybe we can go shopping for a sports bra that works better for you? Fifth, limit the negative influences and expand the positive. Now, because you said that two of your daughter's girlfriends transitioned just recently, there may be social or online influences in her life encouraging her to transition. Have conversations with her to get a deeper understanding of why she prefers to hang out with those friends or be on certain websites and not others. After truly understanding the situation as best you can, you will be better positioned to use your parental authority to set some healthy limits with her. But instead of telling her what not to do, don't go to that website or don't hang out with those people. Try to get buy-in from her first. Talk to her about why you think those aren't the best influences and see if she can make the decision on her own to limit her contact with those influences. As you work to limit the negative, look for ways to expand the positive influences in her life. Ask her if she would like a change of scenery or if she'd like to try that new hobby she's always wanted to learn or volunteer her time at a place with people more disadvantaged than she is. Look for positive influences within reach. As you gently work with her on these things, maximize your real time with your daughter. Douse her with love, affection, and connection. You may need to reduce your work hours or maybe scale back her activities outside of school and home so you can have more family time. This child is crying out for help and it's time to look at yourself as the parent and see how you can show her unconditional love first. Think of these first few months as critical response time. So to conclude, there are no easy answers to this question. And be wary of people who say that the issue is straightforward and the solution is clear. We think that the path to peace will be complex. It will involve you asking a lot of compassionate questions and listening carefully and empathetically to the answers. It will require that you walk along with her with great love and patience, exercising your parental authority to protect her from harm where appropriate, but respecting and educating her in her use of freedom. 
even though you're in uncharted waters, Yvette, don't underestimate the power of mothering. The hearts of all the Canavox moms are with you. Thanks for listening to the Dear Katie podcast. If you like our show and want to know more, check out canavox.com where you can find additional resources, email Katie your own question, or learn how to begin a reading group. Please leave us a review on iTunes so other listeners can find us.